Good afternoon, Jamie. Teetronics! What's going on? Not a lot. Not a not a lot is going no? on today. today. is my chill day. You want to you want to cancel? You want to cancel? No, the I don't call? Cancel it. I'm nope. Okay. Nope. No, I mean there things have happened for sure, but today is thankfully a uh, chill day. Wednesdays are no meeting Wednesdays. So no meeting. I don't have well, like what is four this? hours of meetings. Besides okay. this, this is leisure. This is leisure. Leisure uh, suit, Larry. Okay. Uh, so yeah, what happened? Uh, so you want to talk about yesterday? Was it yesterday? It was, was yesterday. Your big day? Yeah, yesterday was my big day. So we had at Shopify a uh, an internal R and D summit. So it had engineering, data, UX, like were the three like and R and D crafts that we have. So there were kind of three tracks you could go down for those things. Um, hmm. But yeah, I was uh, one of the people leading a panel, so I got to. I was sort of asked to come up with an idea for or some ideas. I didn't realize I was going to be the one executing on these ideas. I thought I was going to have to maybe go recruit somebody for it. But coming up with some ideas for talks or panels or whatever uh, for this. So one of the ones we came up with, uh, the directors liked it, selected it. I became the guy to moderate it and had to run with that. So I had to recruit people for it and go through there. And I don't think I've ever been so nervous because... 700 people had RSVP'd to show up for it. And I thankfully was not looking at the number while we were recording very much, but I did peek up at one point and there were 630 people tuned in uh, when I <laughs> looked up and noticed. So yeah, I was stressed out of my mind and I learned a lot about myself. It's apparently because I'm a control freak. I don't stress out about giving talks, but panels are weird because I'm not the only person there. So like there's totally possible for a panel to bite the dust and maybe, I mean, it'd just be a train wreck in front of me that I just have to watch. Mm -hmm. And, uh, turns out that freaks me out. <laughs> so yeah, that was, uh, that was yesterday. As soon as it was over though, I was like, oh, this it's weight off my shoulders and it went really well. Got a lot of good feedback. So, um, first of all, Shopify has too many people. Second of all, uh, there were four the, other talks just in engineering going on at this exact same time. What was the talk that uh, your panel was? Yeah, so like, my panel was, was titled, uh, the title got reworked a couple of days before the actual talk for what I wish I knew about Ruby sooner, um, which is not really my thing was I just wanted people to give like, what are some things that are aha moments that pop up when you are like pairing with somebody? And they go, oh my gosh, you can do that. Or that was so cool. Like those kind of things. I wanted people to share like the, what are the things that are commonplace for you that somebody a step or two behind you may not know? And it could help them in like whatever they're doing in their day or solving a particular problem that they are having that they're a little stumped by. And trying to, my call to action to this was to really get people to realize like, even if you're a junior person, like there's a good chance that there's somebody who's like two steps behind you and you just need to share some information. Don't be like, Oh, it's already out there. All the information's there. Like don't fall into that trap. So I wanted to put together a panel of pretty diverse, uh, like background and experience level and go from there. I tried to get a, like a super junior developer who has like previously been an intern and is like now a full-time developer uh on the panel and i realized like it, he was going to just get left in the dust in the conversation 
So mm. I did have to scrap that idea, but I had a senior developer and then uh, two senior staff um, people, one senior staff developer, one senior staff prod engineer. Nice. But and then yeah, so, cool. you, so you guys just, um, did you kind of control the meet? Like, did you have prepared? Were you prepared? I had some prepared I like the ones questions. Were you prepared. Yeah, yeah. So I, I prepared some like questions to get conversations going. Um, and I prepared these with the panelists ahead of time. So we were like, okay, we're here's some ideas. And I was thinking, cause I was like, how about you guys just prep two things that you would like to come talk about? We'll, we'll get on a call make sure you guys don't have duplicates like a few days in advance. And then we'll just go in there. And that was a little bit too relaxed. So we ended up coming up with like, what are some like questions we can address basically? And so we went with like created little like tent pole questions, like five or six of them. Uh, and then was like, all right, we can go through this. People can kind of give their answers. Like one of them was like, Hey, what's, what's a little known thing or something you see a little utilized in the Ruby standard library that, uh, Mm-hmm. you think other people should know about kind of going around and seeing. And one of the things that came out of it that I was hoping was going to come out of it is that like our uh, senior developer had vastly different answers from what our senior staff prod engineer had. Um, go figure uh, Eileen's like thing from, uh, so I should mention, I think a lot of the reason why we had such good turnout was uh, that Eileen Uchitel uh, agreed to be on my panel and um She's very well-spoken, respected by the community. People like to hear her talk. So like her being there was definitely probably a big draw. And her answers were very much tailored to the kind of work that she does, right? Like she works on Rails and literally Ruby. Like mm-hmm. So it's like things that she thought were interesting were like, oh, the actual Ruby VM, like uh, C instruction sequence kind of stuff. <laughs> and, you know, versus like Selena's over here, like, I think Delegator from the standard library is pretty dope, you know, like, <laughs> so hugely different answers that are both right. like entirely valid. They just have different audiences, which is totally the plan. Like that was the goal. Like, mm-hmm. so hmm. it, worked, it went really well. That's cool. Did you learn anything? Did you learn about um, I did actually learn quite a few things. Uh, Piotr, who's a senior staff developer, um, he one of the things that he brought up was like initialized copy, which I had never seen before. And do you know what that does in Ruby? Um, I would uh, no, I would it's, I would suggest that it duplicates it, but also bingo. You actually that is correct. It is yeah. uh, so initialized copy is the backing method to dupe. Okay, I was so, going to say, what's the difference between dupe and... Uh, yeah, yeah okay, it's cool. the, similar to how in, initialize is the thing that happens when you call new. You call new, yeah. Bingo. Initialize copy yeah. is what happens when you call dupe. It's the instance method that gets called. Okay. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. And he was like, yeah, like, you know, it's cool to understand, like, the life cycle of this stuff. Or, like, finalize mm-hmm. is something you can tie into when your object is garbage collected and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, yeah, nice. So mm-hmm. some good things there. Um things learned from the panel were I should have just jumped to the meteor questions right away. So we'd get some conversation going. Cause once we started like conversing about things, it was really good. So one of the questions we had was like, what is a powerful aspect of Ruby that you wish people would avoid and how can they do so? And mm, Eileen comes in here and patching? just like, it's like monkey patching, get that out of here. <laughs> like, and she explained it too. She's like, in core, we have people who have like, we've monkey patched rails. And we've monkey patched rails and called private API, but core runs on main. So I can't change these private APIs without literally breaking core. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's problematic, you know, like, so she's like, if you think monkey patching is the answer, 
you're probably wrong. Um, and two, like maybe just come to somebody on the, the rails and Ruby infrastructure team and we can maybe just change it in main on rails. Like we can just make it different on actual rails. Like we have the power to do that as a thing, mm -hmm. if there's a good reason for it. And that also means that if we're fixing something through monkey patching or doing something like that, like upstream it, don't just put it in your code, like commit it back to rails. And so, yeah, that was one of those things where she was like, I was trying to make this change that was like super minor. And I've spent two weeks trying to remove the monkey patching and all the stuff. And the, like test coverage isn't good enough around monkey patches ever. So it's like hard to tell if you're going to break things and whatnot. So that was like one that came up that led to some good conversation. And then uh, over mocking came up and I'm like, yes, like that's uh, using too many mm. mocks. And I mean, over stubbing is really my my thing, right? Like if I see somebody stub the object under test, I just want to pull my hair out. Mm -hmm. And cause I'm like, you're literally just prove that this test is pointless. Like I can't trust anything that you write from this point on. And so that one came up, which was nice. Uh, but yeah, like um, that was my third question. And like our conversations around those points took up, like could have kept going and the conversation was great and people were really liking it. But it's like, we had already spent time on the first two questions that was like not as conversational and wasn't quite as deep or thought provoking mm -hmm. or whatever. And so we came out being like, I wish the panel was longer, not just a half hour. And two, next time I'm just going to, if there's something that I don't think is meaty enough to constitute conversation, just like get that the hell out of there. So yeah. that's where I ended up. But it was good. Cool. That's cool, man. Did you have fun? Uh, during, yes. In, in preparation, dude, the, from the day before, I was just like, I'm stressed the fuck out, dude. Like I was so, <laughs> <laughs> so I could not turn it off after work. And I'm yeah. just like, uh, tomorrow's intimidating. And then I kept checking the number. Be like, how many people are RSVP'd? My God, my God, it's gone up by a hundred. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I was uh, freaking myself out pretty good. I had to, there were a couple talks that were before mine in the day, or like our panel. And I was like, I'm not going to those. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to meditate, dude. I'm yeah. going to try to not get myself nerve wracked, like just over here. But. Yeah, that's how I am at conferences. Like if my talk's like at two o'clock, I'll go like, all right, I have like one, I can go to like one of the morning ones and then I'm just going to chill till mine mm -hmm. <laughs> or talk about it. Or, you know, I, I'm also like concerned that their talk will like screw my talk up or, you know, something like that. Oh, gotcha. I remember stuff from their talk or anyway. That's cool, man. Glad yeah. you, uh, now you can just chill today, huh? Well, it was only a one day conference, so I know. Thankfully, but... my talk was pretty early, um, so I got to actually attend talks the rest of the day. Yeah. Oh, I guess this is worthwhile to bring up. Uh, Rafael Franca, um, who's a principal developer, he's one of Rails Core's like primary developers. Okay, um, but he's a principal engineer uh, at Shopify. He gave a talk about the future of Ruby, which was really great to see like all the different avenues like we're attempting to make Ruby better. Did he and, talk about pattern matching, pattern matching, pattern matching? Uh, he wasn't talking about like little syntactic things. He was talking about like, mm. uh, you know, right now, like C Ruby has a gen, it's a general purpose programming language and it has one type of garbage collection, which works really good for like running scripts. It does not work great for long running processes, which are servers. So us, we're investing in, um, what was it called? MTTK or yeah, something like it's a it's basically a memory management toolkit that allows you to swap different garbage collectors in and mm. like Google's investing in it. We're investing in it, that kind of thing, because we would like to be able to um, 
instead of trying to fine tune doing some wonky stuff with like the single purpose GC that we have inside of Ruby, like what if you could just swap out the GC algorithm to where it works better mm-hmm. for the type of thing that you're doing and what we're doing with like YJIT and uh, object shapes and a bunch of like we have people whose sole job at Shopify is to research Ruby like they do. They don't even ever produce like production stuff. It's like they go and they work on like we we have Chris Seaton, who's the guy who created Truffle Ruby and Truffle Ruby is like insanely performant, Mm -hmm. but it has a super duper long startup to get warmed up. And Mm. that makes it like so we get like on the order of like 500 times faster once it's warmed up. But like you pay huge penalties when it's getting warmed up right which means that like we can't actually run that in a lot of situations because we can't afford to pay those gigantic penalties up front um, yeah so there was a lot of stuff like that uh but yeah there was a point and then this one really came back to me i was like i feel like i'm being persecuted by Raphael right now and he was talking about like what we need is like yes yeah, so we need to invest in these things and he's talking about all the things the ruby community needs to like continue to focus on and one of them was like community and he's like you know we have people who create like podcasts and that are doing good we have people who stream uh, like tender love streams on fridays or whatever there's like mm-hmm. uh, you know the go to like screencasting stuff and he's like it's not enough and he's like we have a like thousands of engineers here who all have a ton of experience and context and we can help grow the community. I'm like, son of a gun. Uh, So yeah, I I know. I was like, I feel like he's literally calling me out right now. So it was, it was kind of a funny one, but yeah, it was good talk. It's crazy how much like money and investment Shopify puts back into Ruby. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, Ruby makes us a lot of money, right? Does it? I mean, it it does. Mm -hmm. But hmm. yeah, I mean, I guess it does. But like, so there's like part of me that is like, please emails to to Keith, uh, stand up soldiers. But like, that's part of me. Like that makes like elixir so exciting mm-hmm. is because of all the different areas it can attack. And like, you know, it has, you know, hooks into obviously web, but it, you know, also hardware with nerves and, um, with, um, AI with, with, uh, with a numerical elixir and stuff and with live book and notebooks and teaching, like all this stuff is because like that language supports it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's really a matter of the language. Well, okay. So to be fair, Elixir is a language that is relatively new in the grand scheme of things, right? It's like about 10 Mm -hmm. years old at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's built on top of a virtual machine that is super old. Mm -hmm. So that came into it with uh, having a lot of those things. Um, But no, I, I totally agree. There are better languages if you want to do certain things, but we just can't pivot it, you know, we have more like lines of Ruby than are in the Linux kernel, right? Mm-hmm. Like there it's, it's a massive amount of Ruby that we have written over the years that yeah. we just can't like up and port it. So it's like we, it's cheaper for us to invest in making the language better because it makes literally everything we already have better yeah. without us needing to do anything. That's why the investment's yeah. so good. It's like, it's actually easier to make a change in Ruby itself 
than it is to make a change in core because core is more lines of code than Ruby. You know what I mean? Like it's mm -hmm. it's conceptually simpler than than what uh, the yeah. core it's is. Almost which, like, like it's almost like library or like core is like just a library that. <laughs> yeah, almost that use, like right? it's it's weird, right? Like you, you go and you're just like, this is Ruby is just a library to us. Like core, core right. is the operating system for a lot of these things. And then you figure yeah. out how many other actually enormous Rails applications we run. Like yeah. the the app that I work on right now is like tiny compared to core. But it's like it's over half a million lines of Ruby, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's just it's just kind of crazy how most people, including myself, like just now, kind of go towards like, well, Ruby is Ruby, right? Mm -hmm. JavaScript is JavaScript. Let's just you know, hey, we have this new shipping thing, right? And Shopify, let's just move it. Let's just use Go for that, right? Mm -hmm. But instead, they don't they don't do that, and I'm. And I think you just explained it really well. And I always thought like, maybe it's just Toby's, you know, freaking obsession and love for Ruby. But I, th but the business sense that you just said makes the business case makes a lot more sense for what you just said. Yeah. So. We, one of the things at Shopify, we have the jungle gym, right? The ability to move around within the company or the fact that we don't have any walls between code bases is another mm -hmm. one of those things. So you having a unified language that the entire company mostly mm -hmm. works around, right? There are people in ProdEng who write Go projects. There mm -hmm. are people in the company who write R Rust. Mm -hmm. um, like like what we ported YJIT. We, uh, YJIT was originally written in C for C Ruby. Uh, we ported it to, uh, we rewrote it uh, to into Rust because mm. it provided memory safety and stuff like that and made it easier to continue to work on this thing. Actually, um, since I ordered, like I, organized sig ruby i'm constantly looking for people to like give talks at the user group and um i had one of our staff prod engineers last week come and give a talk about rust and specifically how we're utilizing rust to write native extensions to make performance critical portions of our ruby code just super fast and it was, it was cool to know that like, this is an avenue that is like blessed, right? We're okay to do this. If it's in a performance, like if you really need the, the computational performance difference that comes from like writing native extensions and we have resources to like, we should do that in rust at this point. C is almost a deprecated language in that sense. And so what do you have, mean by native extensions, native extensions, um, you know, how you like tie into like FFI. Um, okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So you can do that. Rust has interoperability with C, so you can yeah. write those things in Rust, and then you just have uh, a native extension that has the benefits of Rust with the almost identical performance repercussions of C. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I was, yeah, that's awesome because I was, I didn't know if you're talking about like extensions to the Shopify platform or nope, nope, nope. Or I'm talking like somebody, yeah. we, you, there's something you uh, want to do in Ruby code, yeah, and mm -hmm. but it, it needs to be super freaking fast. Like sometimes we will just drop down, write it in Rust, create a C extension, and then utilize it. And mm -hmm. so we're looking at all sorts of avenues for doing those things, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Gotcha. That's awesome. Cool, man. That sounds but fun. Yeah, so how things been going for you? Good, good, good. Um, probably by the time we release this, depending on if we forget about it or yeah, we'll or see not. how speedy I am this time. Yeah, um, we should also talk about that. Um, uh, yeah, by the time you listen to this, uh, next.tatsu.io should be launched. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, I finished up. 
Uh, there was an issue with like I was using Pardal Markdown for the uh-huh. bl- the blog portion, which I'm using just Markdown to storing the 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 posts in inside us Git. Mm-hmm. Um, that was not working on Gig Elixir, um, oh. just based on using um, because I'm using Distillery, and I think Distillery is getting in the way there. Mm. Um, so I needed the iNotify tools. Um, library on the uh you know on the on the container basically gotcha. um they said they're working on so i was working with gig elixir on that and they have their next build pack they're going to add that um but i didn't know when that was going to be released all to say that i switched over to nimble publisher which is okay. uh, you know by dashbit the only problem is anytime you need i mean this is a big problem but anytime you need a new blog post you have to recompile uh which sucks so but once that becomes a problem i think i'll be able to switch back over to pardo oh gotcha anyway um yeah so that was a big issue uh worked on the features so i created like 26 or so different like little features um that are listed in there with all the copy and stuff spent a lot of time on that and then, um, yeah, so all that should be launched. I got to write my first uh, blog post, change log post, whatever you want to call it. Nice. And that'll be launched and uh, end up there. I was lo- working with LiveView, dude. I got to show you this part in LiveView where I have like, I built like this tiny little invite system. Um, and it has like, you know, this cool little UI and it shakes, you know, if you don't have the right. And all that is in LiveView. It's freaking crazy. Dude, my view right. is legitimately dope. It is. My view so is good. so good. I, I never realized, you know, like without, I've never really played with it like in a production app, right? Mm-hmm. I've only have like a little bit of live view in there. And just by the, the, the itty bitty thing that you're writing. I mean, you're just writing server side code, which is freaking sweet. Yeah, it feels so good. Like you're like, yeah. God, I'm productive right now. Yeah. And then it comes together and you're like, holy this page launched in 14 microseconds. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and like that's on fact, an actual server somewhere. That's not me running it on my dev machine. That's way too powerful. Right. Uh, yeah. And the, and the cool thing is like, you can, you can have like just tiny little pieces of those like live view can, can stick be stuck into like just a server rendered view very easily. It's kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Um, so anyway, um, that should be uh, live by the time you're listening to that. Uh, link will be in the show notes. Nice. Uh, and then Friday will be uh, the first fuck around Friday. Live Ooh, cool. Um, I'm not going to talk about where that's going to be because I'm just going to play with it right now. <laughs> ah, but maybe we'll see. Wait, where? Um, as in, like, is it going to be on Twitch or YouTube? That kind of where? Or yeah, well, it's going to be, but I don't know if I'm going to publicize the URL. For the first few times, mm, okay. Just uh, share it with a few peeps. Gotcha. Yeah, just camera shit. Anyway, mm, so okay. but those will probably be be there within a couple weeks or whatever. But cool. Got like flamethrowers and stuff to set off in the background. Uh, <laughs> it worked. Some stuff is being worked on. <laughs> You're like mix build, it succeeds, and let's, it's just like let's, when you're like, yes, got it. Let's <laughs> flames. Flames are already taken. 
That would be amazing, dude. CI has succeeded. Poof, confetti cannon. You're just like, yeah. That's what Listen, I, mean. I am not going to say whether or not I looked into Dunk Tank, but I looked into Facebook uh, Dunk Tank. You you looked into uh, what? Uh, mm-hmm. a, a dunk a dunk tank. Oh, an actual dunk dunk tank. I thought you said yeah. Facebook dunk tank, and I was like, "Is that a library?" Dude, that they made? That'd be, like, that'd be no. I was thinking like just the ability to just dunk Facebook employees would be pretty cool. There you go. Um, yeah. yeah, but no, I looked into that. Couldn't get it. I, I didn't know how to get down the basement. So, you know, there's there's things being looked at. Um, Amazing. But anyway. So, yeah. Um, oh, the other thing that happened I'm going to talk about was I went to ElixirConf. Oh, right. It. Yeah, we haven't talked about that at all. Yeah. ElixirConf was dope. Um, the talk went really well. Uh, so they had... It was Wednesday, Thursday. It was actually Tuesday, Wednesday. No. Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh, that's a long conference. Actually, scrap that. It was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday with in the morning, there were workshops. Workshops. And in the afternoon, okay. yep, yep. there were. And so Wednesday was kind of like a light day. And that's where they put good old Jamie. They put him over there in the corner. Um, mm. But there was still like a lot of people. Um there was a lot of interest afterwards. Um, nice. Even a few days after, uh, a lot of people that were like interested in helping out. Because one of my pleas was, uh, you know, if you're interested in the stuff, I need uh, I need some help on the library. Um, so that was that was great um, to hear. And somebody was like, told me they're looking exactly for a library that's that's like this for their internal company. They do some DevOps Slack stuff. Nice chat ops, baby. Chat ops, yeah. Um, so yeah, but it went good. Uh, I wish I would have, you know, gotten more involved after the conference, like after my talk. Um, you mean like gone to more talks or gone to more talks, done more hallway chats? You know, <laughs> or did you just chill out in your room. You're like, I'm out. No, I mean, I went to I went to some talks, but then I'd like go and you know work and in this ah, little classic. seat over here and then i'd go and then i'd hear stuff in the hallway talk but i wouldn't go and join in you know because i'm mm-hmm. introvert and i'm you know scared um so i wish i would have done more of that but it is what nice. it is yeah this so. was definitely going to be the conference for you to get like good feed like actual feedback mm-hmm. real interest um yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. And uh, they they published some um, some ElixirConf talks, um, you know, the keynotes and things like that. There was a really good one on time. Um, I'll put it in the show, no- show notes, but there was, uh, it was just, it was on like time, but it was more about <laughs> the concept of how time fits in to just the universe and like how you can go in and out of, it was, it was freaking mind blowing. It's crazy. Nice. Um, yeah. What else taught, um, stood out to me? Chris McCords was great. Yeah. Nothing else was coming to mind. Mine, mine was amazing. Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah. Oh, Hey, hold on. I, we, we should talk about your talk a little. Did you end up doing your, uh, you're like 
night night show uh, version of it? Did you did you round it out to being like the yesterday's news today or whatever? What is the name of that show? I uh, it last week tonight. There um, it is. Yes. No, not as much as I would like. Okay. So it turns out I don't have like a um, a team of writers and researchers. It turns um, out, yeah. <laughs> so no, I did have aspects of that, but there were there were there were uh, lengths of you know where I wanted to fit other things in. Mm-hmm. You know, there was there was portions of the talk that were just way too serious. You know what I mean? Mm. And so there were there were portions in the talk where I wanted to add more of that. Um, but I did get a lot of laughs. Lots of laughs, man. So nice. It, People it will remember. Good. People will remember. Yeah. They really mm-hmm. like the Aaron Draplin, um, Lobotsky. Oh, I haven't seen the logo. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things, you know, I bring up, um, the fact that we're going to, you know, I have a open source, um, you know, it's the best app of all time. It's called Lobotsky. And then I'm like, do you guys like the logo? And everybody's like, yeah, logo sweet. I go, and I'm a big fan of Aaron Draplin, you know, I go in and then I go, well, Aaron turns out he doesn't have time for me. He never has time for me because I've asked him for several logos, but you know, who does have time for me? Dolly has time for me. And so then I showed him like the phrase I used and, and I was, then I gave him a little link to Draplin's store. Cause I was like, eh, I don't know how I feel about this. So give him some of your money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, it was funny. That is funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're gonna have to send me the logo. I'm going to be a too, too impatient to uh, wait. Lobotsky.com. Oh, it's already up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Although I don't think Slack is uh, allowing it. Slack is not uh, allowing it yet. But the logo is there at Lobotsky.com. Dude. <laughs> this logo is amazing. Isn't it? That's. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> Yeah. that's amazing yeah. holy crap and i think i think that the prompt was the dude uh from the big lebowski as a mobile app logo in the style of aaron draplin i believe was the prompt that that got me to that amazing yeah that's just staggering <laughs> like i'm so jealous of how good this is i feel like <laughs> I need to make this just my avatar now. Like, I... <laughs> it is the avatar of uh, of the bot. If you ever add him to, uh, to amazing, Slack. holy crap, it's no. so good. No, I don't think I'm gonna be allowed. It's probably not gonna be kosher for me to add Lobotsky to uh, the uh, the Shopify Slack, but uh... <laughs> I, it's uh, so yeah. You can search. Uh, they're called pharmacies, though. You can search for dispensaries, but we call them pharmacies in the Lobotsky app. Oh, nice. The pharmacies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It works good. Works That's well. That's amazing. Well. Uh, it just shows like little clips of the movie and stuff too. Um, oh, really? That's yeah. Funny. And like when it screws up, like it has some quotes from there. So it was fun building it, man. It just yeah. took up way too, too much time. But, yeah. Oh, dude, this, this talk sounds amazing though. I'm no. like very excited to go watch this because yeah, this <laughs> honestly, I'm in it for the logo brings the talk together, I think. And then really, really ties, uh, yeah. actually the, the app, the, the, the tagline of the app is really ties Slack together. There you go. So, um, cool, man. 
So yeah, if if the talk uh, goes on YouTube, uh, I will uh, put it in the show notes as well. Awesome, sounds good. <laughs> Do you have anything coming up uh, for the b- between now and the next time we record? Um, yeah, so now I'm going to get back into building the app, which is fun. Uh, I was kind of building on the 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 website, um, playing with live view and stuff. So. Uh, the next thing I'm going to be building with the app is I'm actually converting. So I'm really excited for tattoo, like <laughs> thinking about it over these last like months, mm-hmm. it's going to be like super useful. Um, I, my goal is to really like remove meetings and, um, I, I think I have a, a way, well, way there. And so one of the things is to, I'm still going to launch with just stand up meetings Mm-hmm. but um that's going to be implemented as more of like a template um so yep. there's various phases of a meeting and those are all going to kind of fit into a template and so that's what i'm going to do now so that i can work with these templates easier in the application nice. when i have custom templates and stuff brings and, back good old chronic yeah the the like building box for our workflows and stuff Dude, these new focus modes on on iOS and the and the widgets and the different things you can, and the different apps you can have on different focus modes. Like, I'm like, man, I wish you still had Chronic. Anyway, that would have been amazing with Chronic. Anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, meeting templates, meeting templates, and participant setup are the next are the features you want to work on. Nice. So. And I'll be working on those on a fuck around Fridays. Sweet. Cool, man. Well, all right, man. Well, I will talk to you in a few weeks. Two weeks. Peace. Peace.